Well, good morning, church. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. It's great to see all of you here. And if you're our guest, once again, we just want to let you know we are excited that you're with us. If this is your first time at NCC or maybe you're new to church, we're glad that you're worshiping with us. And my name is Aaron, and I am the lead pastor here at NCC. And we're a church that's passionate about making people and places new. And we hope that you've already got a glimpse of that as you've been in service with us. And we hope that you see more of that today as we open up God's word and as we look at that together. That's the vision that God has given us, making people and places new. And part of the way that we live out that vision is through these declarations. Maybe you saw them as you walked into this room this morning. They're hanging right there in the lobby or the hallway as you come into this room. But we're going to say these out loud. We've been doing this the first few weeks of this year. And so we're going to do that again this morning. Now, I know, you know, Sunday at 1115 is still early for some of you guys, okay? But I need you to do this with passion, okay? I need you to do it with excitement. Let's say these out loud together. Here we go. Scripture shapes our lives. We own our spiritual growth. We change the world. We invest in the next generation. Joy is seen in who we are. We live life together and we move forward. See, this is part of how God has given us how we're going to live out that vision of making people in places new. And so as we've been talking about vision, we've been talking about having a clear picture of these different declarations and how we live them out. And as we were in this vision series, I thought about something that happened this past year on August 21st, 2017. Now that day may not stick out so much in your mind, but when I tell you what happened, you'll probably remember it, okay? On that day, there was a solar eclipse that took place. How many of you guys maybe snuck out of your office building or at school, you guys went outside and looked at the solar eclipse? Yep, okay. So a lot of you guys did that. If not, maybe you saw something on TV. And here at the church, like our staff, we really wanted to look at the solar eclipse, but we didn't plan ahead, okay? So you guys can see us there. So what we did is we took these cheap pair of sunglasses and rubber banded about five of them together, okay? And so we were actually trying to look through about five sunglasses to stare up at the sun, right? Um, we were a little nervous because we read online that if you don't block the sun the right amount, like it'll burn your retina, your vision will be damaged. But it actually worked. Like we could look through these different five pairs of sunglasses. We didn't have to pay hundreds of dollars for solar eclipse glasses. Okay, one of our staff members was too afraid to do it. I don't want to point anyone out, but you can give them a hard time next time you see them, Okay. Jason was a little scared. He didn't want to do it, but it actually worked. We were able to block out a part of the sun and see this amazing thing, this solar eclipse that only happens every so often. And so um, our cheap pair of sunglasses actually worked to do that. And as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, there are times in your life where you do need to block out your vision, right? There are times where that needs to happen. But many times we live our lives with the vision that God has for us blocked, and we're not seeing the picture of what God is calling us to or what God is challenging us with. And we need to take off the things that are blocking our vision so that we can see clearly the picture that God is painting for us and what it is that God is calling us to. And so the picture that we want to look at this morning or the declaration is that last one right there. We move forward. 
We believe this as a church, okay? This is what God has called us to, that as a church together, we move forward, that together we all own that vision of what God has spoken over our church and what God has said over each of us. And so it's not something that we come into this room and we like, you know what, Pastor Aaron, that's what you do, right? Like you get paid to do that and that's a part of your job and everything. And so you own that vision. No, all of us are called to move forward. All of us are called to see and to understand what it is that God is doing and how God is challenging us. We do not want to be a church that just gets comfortable, okay? We don't want to be a church that just kind of kicks back and and we settle in and we're comfortable where we're at. We want to continually look at what God is speaking to us. And so each and every one of us, we carry that responsibility, okay? If NCC is your church home, God is calling you to see the way in which he's challenging our church to move forward and to see the picture that he's speaking over our life. And so we want to look at scripture this morning and see what God's word says about that. And so if you have your Bibles, turn this morning to Isaiah chapter 43, and we're gonna start reading at verse 18. And if you came this morning without a Bible, that's okay. We have one in the seat in front of you, and maybe one or two seats over, but I wanna encourage you, take that out and turn to page 350 in that Bible in the seat in front of you. You can follow along with us as we look at this. Now, once you have that Isaiah 43, 18, hold on to that for just a moment. And in case you're here and you're like, Aaron, I have no idea what the book of Isaiah is about. That's okay. Let me give you a quick snapshot. Isaiah was this prophet, which simply meant he was a spiritual leader of the people of God, and he would hear the voice of the Lord, and then he would go and declare that to the people. And if you read through the book of Isaiah, you see there were many times where Isaiah had to challenge the people of God to listen to God. They would worship false idols, okay? They would go after other gods. They would do different things and reject God in their life. Many times they were carried off into exile. There were all of these different things happening because the people of God did not want to listen to God. And so Isaiah was this voice reminding them to return, to repent, and allow their hearts to be led by God and to look at what it was that God was doing. And so this is what we read over and over again in the book of Isaiah, God's calling, speaking through the prophet to call his people back to himself and to see what it is that he's doing. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, this is what it says, remember not the former things, this is God speaking, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Now let's just pause right there. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. This probably seemed like a little bit of a weird request. God is saying, hey, I want you to forget what I've done in the past. I want you to forget old things that you've been through because God had done some pretty amazing things. Israel was probably scratching their head at what the prophet is saying. Wait, God, you parted the Red Sea and you don't want us to remember that anymore. Or God, you brought us out of slavery in Egypt through all of these signs and wonders. If you've read any of the stories in the Old Testament, the time before Jesus, they're out in the middle of the desert, all of these hundreds of thousands of people, and God causes water to come from a rock. God causes bread to just fall down from heaven, and every morning they have enough food to eat. God, many times armies would come in and attack the nation of Israel. They wouldn't even have to lift up a sword. God would fight on their behalf, and yet what does God tell his people? Hey, I don't want you just remembering those things. Don't keep on looking back at what I've done in the past. We talked about this the first week that we were in this. You can learn from your past, but you're not called to live there. 
And so many times, church, we're like the people of God. We just want to go back to what God's done in the past. We just want to keep looking back and God's saying, wait, I don't want you to just live in the past. I don't want you to just live there and keep on thinking about what I've done before. I've got something new that I am doing. So God even challenges us, hey, don't just keep on looking at the good things that I've done. Some of these things they wanted to forget. Because as I mentioned, the people of God had done some pretty horrible things. They had set up false idols, okay? They had worshiped false gods, had false temples. Some of them had even sacrificed their own kids on these altars to these false gods. There were some of those things, and God's saying, you know what? You need to leave that sin behind you. You need to leave that in your past. You need to leave that behind you. See, that's a word for us today. I could preach a whole message on that. Some of us, God has brought new life. God has brought freedom to us. And some of us are still trying to live in the past. Some of us are still trying to live as that sinful person in that sinful nature. And God is challenging you. God is speaking through his word this morning. Leave those things behind you. I'm about to do something new in your midst. And that's the very next thing that he says to his people. Behold, I am doing a new thing. In verse 19 of Isaiah 43, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? God's speaking to his people and he's saying, hey, I don't want you to live in the past. I don't want you to just look behind you. Look, I'm about to do a new thing. Can you see it in your heart? Can you sense it inside of you? Is your spirit welling up with excitement? Because I'm about to do something new in your midst, and I want you to have a picture of it. I want you to perceive it. I want you to get a vision of where I'm leading you and what it is that I'm speaking into your life. This is what God is saying to his people. I've got something new that I'm wanting to do. There's something in your midst that I want to take place. You've not seen it before but you can sense it in your heart and that's where I'm leading you. And church, I believe that's what God is speaking to us as, he, as we have that challenge that we move forward, that we not just get comfortable and settle in. There are Christians all over this nation that come into churches every week and they just sit there and they're comfortable right where they're at. And that's not the kind of church that we wanna be. We wanna grow, we wanna perceive the new thing that God is doing and what it is that God is speaking to us. And he's challenging his people, you gotta have a vision for it. You gotta see where it is that I'm calling you and what it is that I want you to do. And then he ends this passage with this line right here. What's the new thing that God is doing? He says in verse 19, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So he gives them this imagery. He gives them a picture of what it looks like and, and what it means for something new to happen. And the imagery that God gives them is, hey, out in the wasteland where nothing is at, God's saying, hey, I'm gonna make a pathway. I'm gonna make a way out there where you thought nothing would ever take place. There would never be anyone out there. I'm doing something new and I'm gonna make an impact in places that you've never gone, in places that you've never been. I want to do something new with my spirit. Rivers in the desert in areas where you're dry, right? In areas where nothing grew. There, were, there wasn't life, right? There wasn't vegetation. There wasn't any of that. God is saying, I'm about to make life occur in those areas. That's this picture that God gives his people. He says, hey, I want you to have a vision of this, of what is about to take place inside of you. God says, I'm doing something new, and I want you as my people to understand this. And church, that's what God is speaking to us as we enter this new year. God's doing something new. 
And the challenge is, do we perceive it as a church? Do we understand what it is that God is calling us to and the vision that God wants us to have? See, the prophet, he gave all of this kind of illustration of rivers and in desert places. Like we're not in a sandy kind of area, right? Like Texas is pretty dry sometimes. But I think if Isaiah was here and if God was speaking to us, the imagery would look a little bit different than away in the wilderness. And I want to give you a few visual illustrations of what I believe God is challenging us with as we look at this idea that we move forward as a church. The first is this right here. Let me grab this and bring this up to the front. See, I think when God's talking about something new, he's talking about this. And just look around for a moment. There are still a few empty seats in this room, although it's pretty full here. And I believe this year that God wants to continue to fill up this place. God wants to continue. This chair represents what God's talking about, where new life is occurring in dry places, in deserted places, where he says, hey, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. It's represented in our church by this chair right here of people that still need to come. This represents coworkers that you're around every single day. And God wants to use you to speak into their life. This represents family members, those people that you're thinking, you know what, I've already tried, like I've tried to share my faith. There's no way they're ever gonna come to church. There's no way they're ever gonna listen. They've walked away from God and yet these chairs all around this room, it's representing new life that God wants to bring around you. Church, can you perceive it? Do you hear the heart of God? Because this, what ha- this is what happens so many times. Whenever we see this, we think, this is for us, right? And it's already kind of crowded in here. And God, I need a little bit of elbow room, right? Like, I don't know how much deodorant the person wore next to me. I need a little bit of space when I come into church. I want it to be comfortable. And we think this is for us. And God's saying, no, I'm doing something new. Can you perceive it, church? Just stop and think about this for a moment. That chair that you're sitting in, it used to be empty. And someone invited you. You wouldn't be here this morning. Someone invited you. God's spirit spoke to you. Maybe you were laying in bed one morning and God said, okay, get up out of your bed and go to church. I want you, because I want to speak something to you. I want to do something in your life, right? There was a picture that God had and you were a part of that picture that he was painting. And he said, I want to bring change to your life. I want to do something inside of you. But that picture doesn't just stop with us. See, this chair that God is speaking about, it represents people in this community that don't know him yet. This represents students in our school, in our high school, in our middle schools that do not know about the love of Jesus yet. It represents kids here in Mesquite and families that need to come and experience the love of God. Can you perceive what God is doing? As his people, can you hear the voice of God and see what it is that he's calling us to? Because that's our desire, that's our prayer, is that this place would be packed out that God would use us to continue to reach out and to see more people's lives change and transform. But each one of us, you're a part of that vision that God has. See, we move forward as a church. And as God continues to fill up this place, you guys may not know this, but the past few weeks, every single time in this service, we're having to pull out more rows of chairs. There's a few more chairs back in that closet behind the sound booth, and we're believing that we're going to have to use every one of them. But we're not going to stop there, church. See, because we move forward, this year we're adding on to our facility here. And you guys have seen these pictures. Like, that's our dream that God is going to help us still grow and reach more kids and reach more families. That's our desire. 
God has done something in our lives. You're here this morning. What God has done inside of you, it's not just for us. God wants to see this picture, that the vision would continue to expand, that we would move, move forward and we would see more people impacted. That's what he's talking about in Luke chapter 14, verse 21. When, God, when Jesus gives this illustration and he said, the owner of this house had thrown a party and he becomes angry and he ordered his servants, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor and the cripple and the blind and the lame. And the servants did that and they said, what you've been ordered has been done, but there's still room. There's still an empty chair in the house. There's still more places that need to be filled up. And so the master told his servant, go out to the roads, the country lanes, and compel them to come in. Plead with them that they would come in so that my house may be full. You want to hear the heart of God this morning? It's that these chairs would be filled up. That more people, more families would come and that they would experience the love of Christ. Marriages that are struggling would come into this place and they would experience the healing power of Jesus. That's our desire. That's our prayer. That's the picture of what it looks like to move forward, church. That's what God is calling us to. Can you perceive it this morning, NCC? Can you sense it in your heart? What God is wanting to do through our church, the vision that God has given us. I think if Isaiah was standing in front of us this morning, he would hold something like this. And this just represents our heart as a church to impact young children and to invest in the next generation. It represents read, play, talk. This book right here represents kids that we talked about last week in Central America who would not be able to get an education, who would not be able to go to school, but because you're giving faithfully, because our church invests in missions around the world, God is using us. We move forward means that it's not just here in this community, but it's around the world. It's our partnership with Rutherford Elementary right here. It's our partnership with MISD and Read, Play, Talk, and all that God is doing through our church, but it extends past Mesquite and past the surrounding areas all across this nation into Southeast Asia, our missionary partners in Africa. That's what God is talking about. Do you have a vision for the world church? Do you have a vision that goes beyond yourself? What about this? Are you willing to serve the needy on your own? Are you willing to get up on a Saturday morning and say, hey, I'll go with a group of friends, I'll get my family, and I'll go to downtown Dallas and I'll serve homeless individuals that need to experience the love of Christ? And I'll just stop and I'll listen to their story. I'll give up a little bit of time and I'll go to an elementary school and I'll read to kids and I'll bring hope and I'll help them in their education. I'll mentor them. See, this is what God is calling us to do. This is what rivers in the desert look like for us, church. This is what it means for us as NCC that we're stepping out of our comfort zone and we're bringing life into places that maybe were lifeless before and we're bringing the hope and the love of Christ to areas that need it the most. I think if Isaiah was standing in front of us, the prophet was, maybe he would have this. You guys go to a fancy restaurant. I don't know if any of you have done that. And the waiter comes up, right? And they've got this little towel. I don't know why it's white because I get stuff everywhere, right? And so you think they should have picked a dark color so you wouldn't be able to see it get dirty. But this represents serving. And I think if God was standing here today and speaking through the prophet Isaiah, he would challenge us. Church, do you see my vision for serving? See, our heart this year is that in this place, 100% of the serving opportunities that we have would be filled. 
and that no one would have to walk into this place and not be welcomed. That no one would come in and not have someone waiting for them at the door, smiling at them and letting them know. I don't know if you remember the first time you came into church, but it's a little bit scary. Am I sitting in someone's seat? Where do I go? Where's the bathroom? Where do I take my kids? All of those things. We want people at every step of the way, inviting people, letting them know that they belong here and that we are glad to see them. You guys, those donuts and the coffee that you enjoy, they don't magically appear, okay? Keebler elves do not come in this room on Sunday morning and set them up. That's people that are willing to serve. Every week, your kids that you drop off, those are people that are willing to serve and say, hey, we truly believe that we invest in the next generation. All of these things come because we're willing to serve in our heart is that God would use each and every one of us, the gifts that he's placed in your life, the things that he's placed inside of you, and that you would use those to open up a way for other people, to bring new life to people. You would be a river in the middle of someone's desert. Are you getting that, church? You would be a way in the midst of someone's wilderness, someone that's been isolated, someone that's been disconnected from church, and yet when they see you, when you welcome them, when you serve them, when they come into this place, God would do something new inside of their life. Do you get the picture and the vision of what God is calling us to, NCC? He's challenging us to see what it is that he wants to do. He's doing something new in our midst. That's God's desire. That's God's plan. And yet, like the people of God, so many times, we have our vision blocked. We can't see what God wants to do. So many times, we can't see the picture of what God is calling us to. We're stuck where we're at. We don't move forward because something is blocking our vision. And can I tell you what it is? It's ourselves. We have me goggles on. And we can't see what it is that God wants us to see. And as you read through the Old Testament, this is how the people of God went around. These are blacked out, so I cannot step. Is that the edge? And this is how they lived their lives. God called them. God redeemed them. God saved them. And they thought, it's all for me. That's what this is about, God. You just love me more than you love anyone else. And God, that's why you've done this. Yet God did not choose the people of Israel. God did not choose his chosen people just for themselves. But he said, I've called you to be a light to the nations around you. And they could not see it because they were wearing these. It's all about me, church. That's what this is really about. I come here because it's good for me, that's why I'm here. And you read this, the people of God struggled with this over and over again. God's challenging them, be a light to the nation, show my love to people around you, and yet they thought it was all about themselves. One of the most famous stories in the Old Testament, the prophet Jonah, that's how he lived his life was me. And when God tells him to go to Nineveh and to share his word, to preach a message of repentance, Jonah runs the opposite way. He gets on a boat. You guys may know this story, right? He gets on a boat. There's a giant storm. They throw him overboard. This great fish swallows him, vomits him back up on the land. And he's like, okay, God, I'll go and I'll tell Nineveh. And he does. And the people of Nineveh repent. And most of us, that's where we think the story ends, but that's not where it ends. See, if you know the end of the story, Jonah leaves the city and he goes up to a hilltop. And this is what he does. He's got his bucket of popcorn. He's sitting there on the hilltop 
And he's like, I'm ready, God. Okay, burn that city up. Let me get some fire. Let me get some brimstone, right? Like just rain down some, some destruction on these people because they're horrible people, God. And I'm, I'm sitting back, Lord. I'm going to watch this now. And God's like, Jonah, what are you doing living with these things on? And God tells him, Jonah, you got a second chance, right? Like you had an opportunity. I gave you a second chance. And Jonah's like, that's why I didn't want to do this, God. I know you're loving. I know you're compassionate. I know you're merciful, God. I knew that you would spare these people. See, Jonah thought it was all about himself. He was wearing these things around. In church, that's how many of us come into this place every single week. This. Pastor Aaron, why are you preaching a message about the whole church? I need something for me. Hey, Jason, I, I want you to sing that song because it's my favorite, right? Like, it really makes me feel something. After all, this is about me. That's how we come in here week after week. We're not serving we're not investing in the next generation. We love to say we're a part of this church and look at the amazing things that our church is doing. But ultimately, if we're honest, it just comes down to me. That's what this is about. And you guys, it limits what God can do through our lives. Let me show you a picture of what this looks like. Eddie, can you help me out real quick? Okay. You guys give Eddie a hand here. We're going to walk over this way. I'm going to position you right here. And you're going to put on these me goggles, okay? You guys cannot see them, but they are totally blacked out. Can you see anything? Nope. Nope, okay. Now, Eddie, you're an amazing business owner, okay? But today you're a waiter. So I'm going to go ahead and put that in your hand. I'm sitting down at Eddie's fine restaurant here, and you're my waiter. So if you could just put the menu in my hand. Yeah, just go ahead and hand me the menu because I'm pretty hungry. Nope, a little bit to your left, a little bit more to your left, to your left, to your left, to your left. Okay, there you go. What do you got here? You got some good hamburgers? You got some good fries? Very good. Okay. And, um, and, and I'm thirsty, okay? So let's see how this goes. There's a little pitcher of water. Okay, and, and I have a cup there. If you could just pour me a little bit of water, please. Nope, no cheating. Just go ahead.